Podcast. Cortez Pollard's here. Kevin Carter over Skype. Mr. Kevin Carter, I know you're very excited right now. And yes. So let me. Well, not after last night. I fell asleep. <laughs> that game put you to sleep. You ain't kidding. Not only did it start late, but damn. Yeah, I heard the weather delay. I uh, I try to catch bits and pieces as I can because I was at work, but. Um, well, the only thing you could catch was bits and pieces, because that was terrible. <laughs> I heard it ended well. <laughs> of course it fucking ended well, but damn. The, old, the, the whole game up until the fourth quarter was terrible. Like, I took a nap. It was so bad. Yeah, I remember my manager like, yeah, you're not really missing much with the game. And, no. Uh, and so, But then I heard the fourth quarter, he, he told me that, you know, the – the um, Eagles end up honing it out there, and, and who are you? Well, the Eagles pulled off that. They did that play again. Did they? Yeah, uh, I heard. The, the Philly. Because they needed to get a first down, so they did the play again. And then they scored a touchdown five plays later. But the big thing is how – well, I know we'll get into it, but how bad Atlanta's offense is. Jesus. Criminy. Yeah, so the score ended up being 12-18, to 18 and, and – um. Julio Jones had 169 yards, and Matt Ryan had 251. But as far as I see, they, they didn't have no touchdowns. But um, No touchdowns. None. Zero. So Julio Jones wasn't even Cortez. First drive of the freaking game. They drive all the way down to the two-yard line. Take Julio out of the game. I understand because it's on the two-yard line. Run the ball. Don't get it. On second down, come in, two tight ends and everything, run some stupid little play. Don't get it. Third down, run some other play. Don't get it. All this time, Julio isn't on the field at all whatsoever, one time for none of these plays. Then on fourth down, they run a toss sweep. You know good and well a toss sweep ain't going to get it. Not in the NFL. NFL toss sweeps don't work. The only way that you get to the outside is if the quarterback breaks to the outside during a pass play or he's running a bootleg. It's the only way it works. Well, that crap didn't work. Done. That was their first series. And they marched down the field doing it. And then once they got down there, they're hard. Once they got into 20, they're terrible. And the play calling, I know Steve Sarkeesian is their offensive coordinator. I still think he's drunk from when he was at USC. <laughs> that bad, huh? I still legit think he's drinking because the the play calling is just, you're sitting there going, dude, this is some of the worst play calling I've ever seen. And then Philly bored you to sleep with their stuff because they were god-awful until the fourth quarter, too. It was just, it was black. Yeah, I, I was. Oh, it was, it was um, not the opening game we had last year where points got put up on the board. I can tell you that one. Yeah, because I thought it was going. My prediction was it was going to be the Eagles win twenty-seven twenty, but it seemed like you said it was just a grind fest. And when I saw the highlights too, I just then I heard how they was kind of missing Julio Jones and how they was like you said was misusing them and. And, um, they just misusing, and the play calling is just on Atlanta side is suspect. And Matt Ryan, 
look way off a lot of the times. Throwing the ball high, throwing it to where it didn't need to go, and everything like that, and taking unnecessary sacks when he shouldn't be taking them that take them out of field goal range. It reminds you of the Super Bowl but <laughs> that they were in. But he was taking sacks when he didn't need to. And I'm like, dude, just get rid of the ball. It's like almost like what uh, Jalen Ramsey said might be true a little bit. <laughs> People kind of overrating. And that, that system that he was in made him look really good. Kind of like how Jimmy Garoppolo looks really good in that system. Just saying. Just saying. We all laugh at the man, but he may have a point. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I mean, I, I'm stunned right now with that because I, this, this team was what one of the best offensive teams going to the Super Bowl two years two ago. two years ago, and then once their offensive coordinator left, what happened last year? Everything went woo. Yeah, you have Julio Jones. Julio Jones should be catching more than three touchdowns a year. <laughs> <laughs> He should be. I agree. He should be targeted. He should be. You should put him in if you're at the one, two, five, twenty. You should put him in and be running something to the end zone with him because he is that dominant. He is that much bigger and he's that much better than anybody you're going to line him up against, minus a few people. Gotcha. But he was better than anybody you were going to line him up against in in, in Philly. But never once did they use him in there. And it it, it, it it confused the crap out of me. I'm like, what is going on? And then to add insult to injury, unfortunately, one of our guys that we know, Keanu Neal, is out for the season with a torn LCL. Yeah, tore his ACL. And he did that early in the game, too. Yeah. Not yeah, he did it early was, in the game. I saw that, too. One of the guys I'm watching on break, he's like, didn't you play? I was like, yeah, he's played for the Gators. I was like, man, that yep. sucks. It was non-contact. And, uh you hate to see that, yeah. especially to one of our guys that we know very well. Uh, hey, he's a good player for him as well. He's a really good player for him. Yeah. So, and a lot of a lot of Falcon fans are devastated that they lost him because he'd been he'd been doing so well for him since he came into the league. So, it's a big loss for him on defense. Yeah. But if they don't if they don't get their offense straight, I don't care who you got on defense. They they've got too many weapons to be that bad. Way too many weapons to be that bad on offense. Yeah, I, I, that offense that offense was down in the red zone plenty of times. They should have scored more than twelve flipping points. I agree. <clears throat> it made me mad watching it, and I ain't even a Falcons fan. <laughs> I just thought the Falcons. I just go with you. Got that much talent, you should be able to go in and score points and knock them down. And you can tell Philly was still on an emotional high, just like I said in the. In that thing I made yesterday, yeah, the they were still riding the emotions of everything that was going on, and you could tell they were out of it. Well, you let them off the hook by only kicking the field goals. And then by the time everything wore off, bam, they were able to hit you. Yeah, that's – But i tell you what, for as crappy as Nick Foles looks and probably is, he keeps winning in ball games for them. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. It reminds me of somebody else. People keep calling people crappy, but yet they keep winning football games. Hey, you get a W. That's all that matters. So, I, I, What happens when you got a good defense around you? Yeah. <laughs> Even though I don't think Philly's defense is as good as they were last year, 
I still think they're a really good defense, but I don't think they were as good as they were last year. But they got after Matt Ryan enough to create fits. All right. Well, let's move on because you sound like you depressed, depressed talking about this game. And oh, it was terrible, man. It was – oh, God, it hurt my feelings. We'll, we'll highlight some of the other games that's going on here. It just, it just hurts my feelings that you know how much talent Atlanta has, but it was just like, ah, we don't care. They seem to underachieve every year, and I and honestly thought, you know, they and I, I think, I don't think, I, you know, I'm not going to jump the reactions. You know, I see it's, it's just one one game, but I still think they were. But it was crazy. like that last year too. Oh yeah, that's the thing I'm saying that, that it continued right into this year. It was like, what happened two years ago? Y'all were scoring thirty something points a game. Now all of a sudden, you get into the red zone and you become incompetent you're like here julio come here what you don't need to be in on this play well why not we're in the red zone <laughs> oh it, it's it's frustrating nah, i hear you all right it's frustrating it's like being in in, in, in a goal goal line situation and you have one of the best running backs ever that can Go on goal line and score. It's like this. It's like having a third down and one, and you're the Patriots, and you tell Tom Brady, "No, no quarterback sneak. <laughs> Throw a forty-yard pass instead." Yeah. That's what it's the equivalent of, except it's just reverse. Yeah. Oh, it's, just, oh yeah. it's frustrating. I still, I swear to God, I think Starkeesian is still drunk. <laughs> Sipping on the bourbon, I see. Right. Nah, he, he got J.R. Smith on his team. He brought oh. the Henny. <laughs> all right, on the Sunday, well, well, all the fun begins, and we'll start with the Bills at the Ravens. The Bills did announce that Nathan Peterman is the quarterback. Woo, Jacksonville kid. Yeah, and um. Yep, he's a Jacksonville kid who's going to get killed. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. You got the Bills of the Ravens, and what you got for this game here? I guess. Not Ravens. Ravens, easy. Yeah, with, with Peterman playing quarterback and, and McCoy going through his mess and stuff. Yeah, it's, I'm going with the Ravens. The Ravens at least got some type of, of competence on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, they're at home too, so Ravens have pulled us out easily. Your beloved Jaguars that is in New York playing the Giants. Probably the most fun matchup of week one. Odell Beckham against Jalen Ramsey or A.J. Boye because we, we know Jaguars don't float guys around with receivers. So he's going to go up against both of them. So that will be the most fun matchup. Olivier Vernon not playing for the Giants. And their other defensive end also is hurt as well, so they don't know if he's playing yet. So the Jaguars may have a little bit of openings on the defensive side because other than Olivier Vernon, nobody on that Giants defense scares me. So I got the Jags winning. Yeah, Jags. Starting the year off right. Yep, y'all. Run game is still pretty good. And Eat up Eli for about four or five sacks. Yep. Then y'all put pressure on the quarterback, so. Always a right way yeah, and, success. And the Giants' offensive line is really suspect. So, yeah. Y'all just got the right keys to success running game, and y'all put pressure on the quarterback. So, 
Uh, good start to the season. I think y'all go ahead and pull it out. 17-10. Got the Bucks at the Saints. Ooh, Saints, Saints, Saints. Little Lord. Yeah, Buccaneers are about to get Buccaneers are about to get groped, kind of like that Uber driver did by Jameis Winston. Uh, yeah, that's right. Jameis is starting his suspension. What is it, four games? No, nah, three. Three games? Yeah, that's the amount of fingers he got in on her. <laughs> I should be laughing at that. <laughs> yeah, she should, because it was damn funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Texans at the Patriots. This be a good game. That should be a good game, but I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Patriots, yeah. even though Week Ones have, haven't been always been good for New England. But I'm gonna go with the Patriots. Yeah, a lot of these games gonna be filled filled for a lot of teams. Obviously, you know. But yeah, well, and it's gonna be interesting to see how uh, how Deshaun Watson comes back. He's not exactly playing a defense that puts fear in you. So it'll it'll be it'll be see how Deshaun comes back and everything, and if he looks the way he did before he got hurt. So this will be this will be a nice little test for him. Right. And of course, JJ Watt coming back from whatever nineteenth hundredth injury that he's had. Yeah. So what was it last year? His his back was killing him, or his upper torso, or his arm, or. His bionic elbow, or I, I don't know which thing hurt. Something. JJ last year, but I know he didn't play. Yeah, so. he got the boss a long way and got hurt. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Forty nine. He's hurt. Every, I think he's hurt almost every part of his body. Yeah. I don't. Do that physical specimen just keep getting hurt? And the older you get, you know, it's, you like to see him and Jadavion Clowney come together and see how that works out. Screw Jadavion Clowney, that bum. <laughs> <laughs> just to see how those two work out, but uh, one one or the other just always is hurt in the season. So I think Whit- I think I think Whitley Merciless is better than Javion Clowney. Yeah. Javion Clowney just makes a splash play. Well, Clowney had a little dreams. He's like, oh, I'd like to have a Aaron Donald contract one day. That ain't gonna happen. Oh. I mean, uh, keep dreaming, bud. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I dream of that. Heck, heck, I would like to have Aaron Donald's contract one day. <laughs> I'm telling you. We can all dream. Yes, we definitely can all dream. All Bum. Right. You got the 49ers at the Vikings. Uh, Kirk Cousins Ooh. is is uh, on display. And then, you know, Jay Guap, Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know why I like saying his nickname like that, but I know a lot of people. Yeah, and, he, and he's going to take an ass whooping. So here's just a simple thing. If you've got Jimmy Garoppolo and you want to start him week one, don't. Because <laughs> Minnesota is going to eat his lunch. I got Minnesota. One of the top pass defense in the league last year. So Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, to be exact. They the were top one, pass defense in the league. Number one, exactly. So, yeah, you know, yeah, good luck. Yeah, have fun with that. All right. Have fun with that, Garoppolo. <laughs> All right. You got the Tennessee Titans at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, oh, my God. What a snore fest. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know Miami's pretty excited to have Tannehill back, at least talking to some of the fans. But that's on Twitter. That's they, they're big. Well, they have something that actually looks like a quarterback. Yeah. So they'll, they'll, be, they'll be happy. I think Miami wins, though. I think they do too. They they uh 
there was there was obviously some dumb fans, Miami fans, which I, I don't get it past them, but they was like, oh, we we should have started uh, Brock Osweiler. Like what? That's like that's like Magic fans saying trade Vooch. Yeah, that's about. Yeah, exactly. that's about as bad as that take. Yeah, that's stupid. You don't know. <laughs> Danny Hill is your starting quarterback. If he doesn't do yeah, this Danny, year, nah. then draft another quarterback, obviously. So. Yeah, no, 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 no Brock Osweiler. The day Brock Osweiler comes in is the day you just sign your depth warrant. Listen, I was upset with a Brock sign him back. <laughs> Even though it's for a minimum contract, I'm like, why is he coming back? <laughs> yeah. He levels before. So man. bad. Catch magic here. Go back, man. Go go find a trash can. Okay, I'm done. That's not him. <laughs> <laughs> go to your go to your dumpster. <laughs> uh, Oscar the Grouch. I'm just kidding. God, he's so terrible. He he's so bad. Yeah. All right. Broscar the Grouch. <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals at the Indianapolis Colts. It's getting oh, it is. Boy, you don't need a lot of. I'm gonna go with. Thing. I'm gonna go with the Bengals. Uh, man, you gonna need a lot of beer to watch this game. I'm telling you. Well, we ain't got to worry about watching it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're a Bengals fan and a Colts fan. You know, you just hope for the best and everything like that. And hopefully, Marvin Lewis is—he still survived his coaching years there. I don't get it, but you know, we we, we don't get a lot of things. But I, I think the uh, the Colts end up pulling it out. I give it to the Colts. Yeah. Oh, speaking of watching stuff on TV, have you heard what's happening in Orlando? No, nah, what's happening? That Fox 35, their general manager of their of their TV station, has can pick which game they want because they're a Jaguar spot and a Tampa spot. Right. The dude actually chose the Tampa Bay game to show in the Orlando area. <laughs> why why I do not know but he chose the Tampa Bay game why Jasmine Orlando they are get, oh hold on they are getting bombarded with emails phone calls and everything else from people saying play the Jaguar game two years ago or three years ago they were complaining because they were getting the Jaguar game in Orlando now all of a sudden people are calling places to have the Jaguar game put on their TV. Okay, you know it is amazing what two years can do. Yeah. I, uh... But not only is it Jaguar fans, Giants fans are also in on it too, going, hey, we want to see the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> because no one wants to see Tampa Bay. No. Not even Tampa Bay fans want to see Tampa Bay. Yeah. Struggle for him. I know there's. So I'm pretty sure. I'm sorry, Cortez, but y'all are gonna have to watch the Tampa Bay game. <laughs> Last, I know we there's there's a good miss of both, but like you said, you you think Orlando? Well, the Jaguar fans are taking over because one, one of their own is the quarterback. Yeah. Two, the Jaguars are good. So now people in Orlando are starting to be like, oh, Jaguars are good. They got one of our guys. Okay, we want to see the Jaguars. <laughs> like I went to a store down there trying to find a hat when I went and visited. I was trying to find a Jaguar hat, and I was trying to find the one I wanted. And they said, oh, we don't got it anymore because we sold out of them. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like, hold on. Did you just say you sold out and Jaguars all in the same sentence? 
<laughs> they were like, yeah, we already got rid of all of our Jaguar hats and stuff. We only got these two left. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what the hell is happening? Dude, I kid you not, like, man. <laughs> I, I walk around here and just go hang out in Orlando, and I see a lot of Jag stuff, and I'm just like, okay, we got a lot of Jags fans now, huh? Yeah, it's because we're good, and like I said, we got one of their own there, yeah. and we actually got a few polarizing players now, so it's it's one of those things to where you're getting a good mix of stuff, so now the fan base is trying to is expanding a little bit. But Orlando, you would automatically thought they would all been Jaguar fans anyway, but nope. But yeah, but they're getting, I just thought I'd tell that story. They're getting bombarded with phone calls and crap, being like, we don't want to see the Buccaneer game. Like one dude, you'll have to go on Twitter and just look it up. But one dude made like an email stating all of these facts on why they should show the Jaguar game. <laughs> it was like, number one, our quarterback didn't molest an Uber driver. <laughs> number two, our quarterback is one of your own people. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's it's funny though. You have to go look it up afterwards. It, it's kind of funny. I check it out. I might, but then I heard that I, I kind of saw it briefly. My had to go read more into it. But don't you got like some kind of partnership with Tampa Bay too? Like the Bucks, something like that. That's why. Well, they're them. they're a secondary market for Tampa Bay, and they're a secondary market for Jacksonville. Right. Orlando is. Mm-hmm. So what it is is the channel gets to choose. The general manager of the channel gets to choose. So literally, they can switch it if they want to. Right. But this idiot chose Tampa instead of Jacksonville. <laughs> like, really? You're in Orlando. There's a thousand million New Yorkers in Orlando. Yeah. And there's a bunch of Jaguar fans in Orlando. But you're going to show New Orleans and Tampa? <laughs> you must not want a rating at all. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you got a lot of New, yeah, New York. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's a ton of New Yorkers, and there's a bunch of Jaguar fans in Orlando now. Why would you show a game to where you have two fan bases that aren't really prevalent in Orlando? Mm-hmm. It kills me. So everybody's like, we're going to have to go to bars instead of sitting at our house and watch it. But they're emailing the shit out of them. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Here's a fun game. Ooh, this is going to be a good game. Kansas City Chiefs versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Ooh, good game. That's a good game. I, I'm, I think I'll go with the Chiefs. But you know me. I got a soft spot for the Chiefs for some odd reason. Yeah. It's you guys, man. I'm going to go with the Chargers. I, like I said, like we said on our NFL preview podcast, I just think that the AFC West is going to be the worst division for football this year. <laughs> it hurts me to say that because <laughs> I think my team is going to probably be the one of the worst teams in that division. But I just think this is the year for the Chargers to uh, make this. They have a door opening. This is the year that that you you got to snap this division if you're the Chargers and a uh, good start to you know cement against the Chiefs. It's a good start, but they come out here live gal and, and and do what they usually do. I can see Chargers playing around and. And definitely lose this game, but I'm, I'm still gonna go with the Chargers. I think Chargers can, to you know, win this game. Okay. Uh, next game, this is the 4:25 game. This is the Broncos at home versus the Seahawks. Ooh, ooh, that's gonna be tough to watch. Yeah, yeah. You know, the offense, both offenses are struggling. I mean, I know we uh, Case Keenum is in high spirits as he's supposed to be, but 
Uh, I, I, I don't I don't think both of these teams doing well for the season, anyways. But I, I got the Broncos winning it. Yeah, I, I'll go with uh, I'll go with the Broncos as well. Yeah, I still think their defense is a is a lot better than the other people's. Yeah, I just it's, and it's more me thinking that Seattle is going to struggle this year. I mean, my Broncos going to struggle too, but I just I don't I don't I'm not a big believer in Seattle this year. Oh, where'd you go? I'm here. You still there? Yeah. You can hear me? Hello. So next game here. Alright, so next game that we got going on here is going to be the Cowboys at the Panthers. Yeah. Pretty sure this game will be all over uh Fox. This will probably be Of course it will. Game of the week Fox, so the Cowboys. Nobody give and they everybody think everybody gives a shit. Yeah. The only person that gives a shit is your dad. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's pretty excited. Um, he still thinks they're going to get Earl Thomas somehow. But, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, every, every Cowboy fan I talk to, man, they just, they're like Laker fans, man. They're really delusional. And have my- you got, you got, this is who you got. You've got Laker fans, Cowboy fans, Steeler fans. All three of those fan groups are all the same. There are fans up there too. Yep, they're very delusional. They're 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 and, and they're all delusional. Mm-hmm. They always think it's like a birthright that they get to either go to the playoffs or win the Super Bowl or some crap like that. Oh. And if they get beat, it's nobody else's fault. I mean, it's everybody else's fault, but not their team's fault. Yep, and they quit to remind how many well, they got too. They all and the other thing they all got in common is they literally have to go back and watch VHS VHS tapes of the last time they won anything. (laughs) For the Steelers DVDs, or they can go watch the History Channel. (laughs) Hey, for Steelers DVDs, they can't even go digital right now. For Steelers DVDs, Cowboys, yes, VHS. (laughs) Cowboys is straight VHS. They didn't even have DVDs out. Yeah, when they did it, DVDs for still. I know they won some in, in the last decade. So, but I why I say DVDs, we don't have DVDs on our computer drives anymore. So, so I'm messing with them. Yeah, um, they but, still got the Sports Illustrated DVD and or VHS and the little phone that they sent to them that looked like a football. <laughs> That's how long ago it's been. <laughs> Uh, all jokes aside, I got the Cowboys beating the Panthers, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got the Panthers beating the Cowboys. All right. Um, next, last four twenty-five games: the Redskins at the Cardinals, Alex Smith. Yes. And I didn't know I saw some news about what David Johnson was going to sit up, but now he's going to play the game because I guess he's waiting on a deal. I'll still take the Redskins, even if David Johnson was playing or not. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with the Redskins too. All right, you're. I can't trust people with Sam Bradford. <laughs> Sorry. All right, your night game is the Bears versus the Packers. Oh. Oh my Sorry. God. Snorfest, you think so? I, I, they got a new tournament. I think. Man. I, I, think I, I think the Bears are. I don't know what to think of them yet. They got all this young talent, but you haven't seen nothing yet. True. So I'm gonna go with the Packers. Yeah, I'm just because <laughs> you got Khalil Mack. You know what I'm saying? But I want to see. I want to see how the Bears in their new 
what their new defensive person looks like. Yeah. And then, of course, not Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky. He, he liked to be called Mitchell, as I saw a story. All right, Mitchell. All right, Mitch. Um, you like won't be but yeah, but they, got, they brought in Trey Burton, Allen Robinson. So it'll be fun to see if they able to do anything with all the new weapons they got. They yeah. they're they putting weapons around old Mitch. Yeah. So let's see let's see how he does. And then they, Aaron Rodgers got Look paid. here until you start winning, your ass name is Mitch. <laughs> Don't call me Mitch, it's Mitchell. <laughs> all right, Mitch. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers got paid a lot of money. Rightfully so. I mean he deserved it. So, oh yeah, he got paid. But I mean with that, you still need to get some talent around you, Aaron Rodgers. But I ain't going to get mad at you, man. Get your money, brother. <laughs> he said, I need to get it because I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here. Right. He keeps taking them ass whoopings like he's taking. <laughs> he might not be there that much longer. I know I forgot a game. Um, <laughs> the Steelers at the Browns. I was going to talk about the Le'Veon Bell situation. What do you think man, about that? What you, the bad part about it. Like, literally, when this stuff happens, you hardly ever hear anything from teammates or anything like that. But the Steelers, holy cow, they lined up the bus or bus is and just started running his ass over with them. They were like, well, it was like that dude was a speed bump for at least 16 buses. I'm like, man, I have never heard a locker room come off on somebody like that. Usually everybody's together. Everybody know understands it's a business, and everybody goes, "Hey, this guy's got let this dude do this because it's a business. He needs to make his." And usually everybody understands, but they were like, "Screw this!" They threw him under the bus. Oh, they did, and uh, which I think is a terrible look for the Steelers, by the way. Yeah, they oh, yeah. should have kept this junk in house. Nobody should have said a word, but yeah. they, oh man. Yeah, it was like he's not team was, first and blah blah. He thinks about himself and it, they train wrecked him. They were like, "Screw this dude!" I don't know, man. It was that was terrible. But I, I, I really wish. I mean, this guy deserved to get paid. Honestly, he's talented. Yeah, even though he's aging, even though he's still aging, he's still good. Yes. You just give him a little more, and he'd be happy. That's it. He don't want to keep being franchised and stuff. The man deserves not to keep getting franchised. Yeah. Him and Antonio Brown are your team. <laughs> they are your team. Exactly. I know that he's a little you can you can live without Bell for a little bit, but if something happens to Antonio Brown, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Because now both of your guys are gone. So God forbid anything happened to Antonio Brown. And then you'll be out the window. Oh yeah. So you need you, you you. I just don't understand why teams just don't give a guy, especially a guy who's played there all of his career, just give the dude a little extra money and be like, here, there you go. For good grace's sake, give him a two or three year deal. See what he still does. If he still puts up the numbers, then you didn't lose anything. Exactly. As I said, but yeah, he's you can you can see him on both ends. The fans, of course, the Pittsburgh fans, you need to stay loyal to us and blah, 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 and you need to show up for work. Okay. Okay, Pittsburgh, we know you're blue collar. 
I mean, everybody there shows up for work. But shit, you, you ain't getting paid millions and millions of dollars. Exactly. That man, the man has done his job and has done it well for years. He needs to get paid. He wants to get paid. And I know how much he's making on the franchise tag, but he's sick of getting franchise. Just pay to do. Yeah, and it's not like he's coming out. Even though if he still shows up, if he shows up by the day, he still gets his game check. Yeah. But he ain't showing up. No. And I, the thing I like about him, too, he's not really saying anything bad about organization. He's just like, listen, I just I know my worth, and I just want to get the money that I deserve. And and he's always mm-hmm. been about, you know, pro Steelers and, and coming, you know, Steelers for life and everything like that. So he's always been team through. It's not He's not bashing him. He's just the thing he deserves more, which I, I, I'm, I'm with. I'm, I'm with Le'Veon Bell. Exactly. Just pay to do, man. Just This all could have been avoided. Pay him or trade him. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Cause I know a lot of teams that would be happy for Le'Veon Bell service. Well, there, there's got, but the thing is, you're not going to get Khalil Mack. No stuff. You're not going to get that back for him. The only thing you'd be able to get from Le'Veon Bell, just because of his age and the position that he plays, is you're only going to get back a third, maybe a fourth, maybe two of them mm-hmm. for him. So you're not going to get back what the production you're going to get. Oh yeah. Like Oakland and Chicago, that was a good deal for both teams because Chicago got a, one of the premier pass rushers who's only 12 years old. <laughs> like he's only been in the league three years. So they got a guy who's going to be productive for many years to come, and they gave up two number. Yeah, there were two number ones, but who's to say those number ones ain't going to be in the 17, 18 range? When you get a draft with them and you get somebody that you don't know is going to be on that Khalil Mack level. So would you have, rather have Khalil Mack or guesses? Right now I'm going to take Khalil Mack. But you're not going to get that for Le'Veon Bell. You're going to get something that the other team knows they're going to get back more or they're getting back more in Le'Veon Bell than they would have at that pick. Yeah, very true. All right. But the Steelers ain't going to trade him. No. <laughs> they just know they ain't going to get what they need. <laughs> uh, you got your Monday games. You got the first game at 7, 7 o'clock. You got the Jets at the Lions. Ooh. Ooh, good Lord. Only thing I got for this game is that my fantasy quarterback starts in one of these games. <laughs> you got Matthew Stafford? I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I I got the Lions. Lions are winning. I don't even remember who I picked as my quarterback. Who did I get? Like, didn't I get Phillip Rivers or somebody? I don't even remember. I think you got Phillip Rivers, but... I don't remember. But discuss who but you I'll take while a, while Who was it? The Lions and who else? The Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, oh, Jets, sucks, Jets, sucks, Jets. sucks. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Although, I am curious to watch this game because I want to see how Sam Darnold performs. Yeah. Sam Darnold, out of all of them, and I told us I've been saying this since back at the draft. This is my dude that if anybody was going to be a week one starting NFL caliber quarterback, it was Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. This has been my dude since the draft. I want to see how well he performs, and I think he'll actually do well. It's just the Jets all around him aren't great. They're good. I think they'll be on the rise, but I don't think they're great, but I'll go with I'll go with the Lions. All right. Your quarterbacks are uh, Big Ben and Philip Rivers, by the way. 
I got Big Ben. Yep, starting against the Browns. Why did I draft fucking Roethlisberger? Well, for one, he's playing the Browns in week one, so. Oh, well, yeah. But am I playing in week one? Yeah, that's what they're playing week one, the Browns. So. But am I using him? Yeah, you're using instead him. Instead of. Yeah, you got oh, Rivers, yeah. Which, shit, smart, what, you know what? What, what kind of stupid shit am I thinking? Well, Kansas City, they're playing Kansas City, so. Yeah, that's true. I think that's why I bitched Phillip, yeah. because they're playing Kansas City. But watch Rivers go off for like nine touchdowns or some shit. <laughs> go kick a hole. It'd be ball. like week one for you last year when you didn't start Kareem Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you should have started him. I know. I know now. So. And then he was in your starting lineup the rest of the year. The rest of the which, year. thank you, for by the way, for not keeping him. Yeah, yeah, I know. That was that 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 choice. Uh, I I was back and forth for that for like a few days. That was a hard choice. Dude, this is all I got to say to you. We're in a PPR league, correct? That's true. True. Okay. When is when is Ezekiel Elliott ever called a pass? He hasn't, but he's getting a lot of touches too. When is Kareem are... Hunt caught passes? Touch a lot of them. Exactly. So I'm with you, but Zeke's gonna get a lot of touch because they're wide receiver cores, and then they're gonna load up in the box. So I'm hoping that his time just overcomes everything. That's what. I'm yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm wide receiver really. He's, he's gonna get Leonard for net treatment. Exactly. So I'm hoping that the wide receivers are better as advertised because I don't think we all agree on. Our you mean team. Alan Hearns, Cole Beasley? <laughs> yeah. And Gallup. It's a stretch, I know, I know. So yeah, it, it, it's there's a lot going to be running. Dak's going to be doing a lot of running around as well. Yeah. So <laughs> only thing I'm hoping that their O line is good, but you know, well, you need some receivers to come and say that O line, but you know. But that O line, what gets me with the Dallas O line is everybody makes such a big deal out of them. To me, I think they're right at average. They're they're a good run blocking unit. But as far as pass blocking goes, I've seen Dak run for his life more than anybody. So it, it, it's one of those suspect things to me. It is. And Dak, Dak was holding on to the ball a lot last year, too. So some of it's his fault. And he didn't have his easy yeah, good ride. waiting on Dez to get open. Now <laughs> yeah. Dez is wide fucking open. Four feet Dez. But last I know, he, he's uh, behind a dumpster somewhere. And I'm talking about Dez Bryant. So. Yeah, he's wide open. <laughs> Yep. Nobody guard me. Nope. Yep. I just put some trash in. The, I uh, think after week, I think after week three, somebody grabs him because something happens to somebody who's right receiving core. Somebody gets hurt, and then Dez ends up getting a shot. Yeah. We'll see. As long as you say but a lot know. about Dez is how his attitude is whenever he comes in or wherever he goes. Exactly. <laughs> All right. You got the, the last game at ten o'clock. You got the Los Angeles Rams. At the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders against the Rams. The Rams are going to beat them. <laughs> Oakland is a uh, – Oakland, I don't know what's going on in Oakland. I don't either. I, 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 I don't have no clue. They're, I guess they're really – What's going on in Oakland? Catering the, the Gruden ball again? But I don't even care. The Rams, the, Rams are, the Rams are way better than them anyway. And then with all the stuff that Oakland's been doing lately and all everything that's been happening, yeah, yeah, I'm going with the Rams. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of a lot of teammates was caught by surprise by that. But like you said, you don't want to a lot of them were, yeah, because they. But then the, the Gruden comes out and says, "Well, we can't keep him." Okay, you can't. They can't afford to pay him ninety million dollars over all these years. 
But they can give your ass a hundred million. Then y'all get aside by picking up AJ McCarron as a backup. Huh. Yeah, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and then you had to get rid of Bryant, who you just brought in, who you traded for. Yeah. Oh, God don't, Lord have mercy on my soul. Don't don't get it. All right. No, Oakland. Oakland's like a dumpster fire. Which is okay with me there in our division. Like I said, AFC West is just a whole mess, man. If, yeah, they're if, if, bad. If the Chargers don't win this division, it's it's just you, you just it's, it's it's I don't know what it is. You, Chargers. Well, we know what the Chargers are going to do. I think the Chiefs will end up winning it. Yeah. Because yeah, ain't that what I said before? Yeah, no, I think yeah. I picked the Chargers. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I don't care. Chargers. But either I think I did. Yeah. But either one that? of them. Either those are clearly the two best teams. Yeah. Even though Denver's got a lot of talent. You just don't know what they're getting if Case Keenum plays partly the way he plays in Minnesota, they may be okay. Yeah. Because I think Denver's still pretty good. They got two good receivers. They're just older now, but they've got two good receivers. They just need somebody to get on the ball. Yep. And we're starting Tell you, Emmanuel Sanders is gonna be sneaky good this year. Yeah. And we got worse Freeman. I just don't know. We we look good on paper. That's the thing I know. We look good on paper. I just want to hop on the front. Yeah. I just don't like our head coach. <laughs> oh yeah, your head coach is a problem. Yeah, I just I'm I'm not a big fan of Vance Joseph. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, but I think I think Emmanuel Sanders will have one of those years because he's the kind of guy that Case Keenum likes throwing the ball to. Yeah, they're they're a big believers. They're a big. He's the Thielen. He's the Thielen of. The Broncos. Yeah. He runs the good routes, he gets open, and he sits. And he makes himself available. And that's why I drafted him. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, believe in Cortland Sutton, too. That uh, He's going to be the third, good third yeah. receiver. So, I mean, that, that division stuff is going to be weird. Yeah, it's wide open. All right, let's go to NCAA and talk about some of the games in week one and, and pending week two. So, All right, so you look over UCF. Did their thing against UConn. They beat them 56 to 17. Uh, yeah, whatever. The national champs. Yeah, they yeah, played well they put up against a, the basketball school. <laughs> they put up a flag in downtown Orlando saying national champs. I, I don't get what Orlando. I know. Doing I saw that. it. I was like, come on. I don't know what Orlando was doing on that one. So uh, I know we want to win so bad in our city. <laughs> we just uh, UCL probably the close thing is gonna come to win anything anytime soon anyways even the soccer team <laughs> <is gonna come>. so, <laughs> so I know I, it hurts me saying that so <laughs> uh, Wisconsin defeated Washington Tuggy 34-3 I'm just going over game until we see something that's actually good Michigan State beat Utah State 38-31 let's just get right let, let's just get right to the point let's scroll down to Appalachian it. State almost beat Penn State so Appalachian State almost pulled that junk off again where they beat another big school. And they had Penn State on the ropes. They had it where they needed to kick a field goal at the end of the game to win the game, and they missed. And then they went into overtime where Penn State eventually got them in overtime. But Appalachian State, I don't know where they get them dudes or what, but they always are competing with somebody. But does that put a little chink in the armor? of how Penn State, who was ranked in the top 10, is going to look for the rest of the year. Big 10 looked kind of bad this this uh, first week. <laughs> no, it, no, yeah. yeah. Big 10 looked kind of bad, so um, you're You right. know who looked bad? The ACC looked bad. Oh, yeah, them too. 
They they look they looked oh Louisville it was, got it, spanked fifty one to fourteen. Yeah. It was it was it was not good, especially for those two teams we liked seeing do not good. Yeah. Um let's look at here. Miami Miami got their ass spanked. <laughs> Hey, on top of that, LSU LSU took their turnover chain, turned it around, and started using it as a choker, and then just started spanking that ass. You want to get on? Because LSU just straight up beat Miami. What about Florida State here? They that, that gimmick mess that they got at Florida State. That kind of gimmick stuff is okay if you go in north and south on your plates. Like, if you're running plays like that and you're going fast, it works if you can go north and south on it. Florida State, one, their offensive line is terrible. Their offensive line is bad, and their offensive line is not built to run that kind of style of offense. Two, they were playing against a team that's way too dang fast to run that stuff against. And they were getting cremated. Yeah, when they tried to run sideways, Virginia Tech was just way too fast and had way too many athletes to run that kind of offense with. And the bad thing is, Taggart ain't going to switch it. And their quarterback is not built to run that type of offense. Because how many times did they come up in the line of scrimmage and let's look confused the whole game? Mm-hmm. They were like, what do you want me to run? <laughs> Literally, most of the time they were standing there with their hands going, huh? What do you want me to do? And then the funny part was Taggart coming out going, well, they were faking injuries to slow us down. Well, you okay, well, that's part of football, dude. You still, you still don't put up three points at the end of the day. Exactly. Even if they were slowing you down or not, y'all still wasn't playing good at all whatsoever. Like, you were playing bad. Their defense was playing good, but you can't – trust me, I'm a Florida fan. You can't expect your defense to do everything for you. <laughs> yes. I've seen this story. Yes. You um, can't expect them to keep you into everything. They kept you in long enough, but that offense was just ooh. Bad. That offensive line was getting the offensive line was getting eight up. So like had, just eight up. So you had a Pac team team that played the SEC team. Close game, but Washington blew it against the Auburn. Did you watch that game? Yep. That was actually a good game. No, I was I was busy. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You was out of game. We'll talk about that in a minute. But um, I watched the game and I I uh, Brown and Mason was he, he just held onto the ball too long and got sacked and and yeah. Uh, just yeah they turned over the ball and I was like yeah he, he kind of handled that poorly but uh, SEC teams look pretty good this week. I'm not gonna lie, they look great. Uh, the one team I'm in the one team I'm impressed with and to see more out of is West Virginia. Yeah. I'm really impressed by West Virginia. Will Greer is going to look like a Heisman candidate in that system at West Virginia. And they're going to be pretty good. And I look forward to seeing what they do the rest of the year and everything like that, too. Even though I know they'll end up faltering somewhere. And then they'll be in the Gator Bowl game. But <laughs> I'm just curious to see what West Virginia does. All right. And then number 14, Michigan, lost to uh, number 12, Notre Dame, 24-17. to Michigan fucking sucks. That overblow, die-hard coach they have is one of the most overrated dipshits ever to coach college football. You can tell whoever you want to that I said it, but it's the truth. 
He is so God-forsaken overrated. And whoever said he was going to be the guy to put it to Urban Meyer and to stop them, well, they were lying just as much as Urban Meyer does. He is not a good football coach. He's just not. He's literally got a quarterback who, who should be doing well, and they just got beat. Notre Dame just beat them. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. And there's no excuse. There's no excuse. If he's that good of a freaking coach and that good of a flipping recruiter, then they should have beat Notre Dame. I thought it was going to be Notre Dame, too. I thought Michigan yeah, yeah. Do it, but I didn't. I didn't because, one, I don't believe Jim Harbaugh type or his hype. I don't believe the hype on him whatsoever. I'm starting to lose faith in him. I am. I think it, I think it is all hype. I've never had faith that he'll win them a national championship. Okay, good. Your prodigal son returned and anything like that. Fine. But he ain't bringing, play, he ain't bringing the players that he needs to bring with him. And as long as Urban's at Ohio State, which shouldn't even be more, shouldn't even have been this year. So hopefully they get rid of his ass next year. But as long as he's there, you're not winning that shit. And Penn State is just as good as y'all are. So you ain't going to – nah, you – nah, you bit off more than you can chew going back up there, buddy. I just think he's overrated. I've always thought he's overrated. Yeah, I want to go show him yeah. some boys. Use my credentials to go see him and tell him he's overrated. <laughs> All right, so I know you want to talk about the Florida game. You was you was in attendance. And, I mean, I know we played the Savannah School of Arts and Design, but you – know. Oh, dude, we were playing – we were playing – we were playing a high school team. I mean, I mean, I know that, and but I mean, last year when we played a cupcake team, what was it, week two? We struggled. We struggled, right? And that's what I was telling people. And that's what me and mom and dad were talking about. I said, this looks different. It just looks, first off, they don't come out looking like deer in headlights to where they don't know what play they're going to run on offense. Yep. The defense still the same, or they run a three uh, – a three four now, uh-huh. so it's it's a little different, but they still have the corners and everything, so that that's fine. What I came in focusing on was to see what they do on offense, and on offense they did what I want them to do. They come out, they didn't look confused. They hiked the ball with way more than three seconds left on the play clock, so you didn't have to worry about all these not knowing what's going on. They simplified everything for Felipe. It was look. You see that read? If it's not there, you take off and run. They're simplifying everything. They're getting guys open, and they're doing what you expect that a Dan Mullen-type offense would do. As the year go on, they're going to be more run-based. They're going to make it easier on him. But the good part is the two receiver transfers that came in, big, tall, can jump, can go after the ball. We haven't had that in a while. And we still got a couple of guys that are really fast that can go deep. And Tony didn't even play that game. So we still have those guys that we have in our back pocket as well. I think they're, they'll be a lot better than it. Well, you can only go up from last year. So they're going to be better from what Butters did with them. Because that dude was just a horrible freaking coach. He couldn't coach his way out of a freaking paper bag. Wait a minute, and that's another about? reason why Michigan sucks. Because they got him now, too. So they can all suck ass up there. Oh, really? They got him? Yeah, they got him. He's their wide receivers coach, which might explain why their wide receivers didn't do shit. 
So, <laughs> but yeah, it, it looked it looked more of the part. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And then Dan Mullen going into the bag of tricks and pulling out the jump pass, using it during the game as a little homage to everything. It was fun again. You know what I mean? Usually you go to a Gator game like the past few years and you're like, oh, this crap again. But at least going with Dan Mullen there was kind of fun because he does a lot of fun things with the team and you can see the difference. But you can just see it flow better. Even though they were playing garbage, you can just see it it flow better. It wasn't like last year when they were playing garbage and beating them 22 to 3. Yeah. You could just see the flow in the offense better. And you can see the way things were developing, see routes that were being run, and seeing that these guys that they brought in and everything are going to be able to help out a lot. But we had a good time, though. It was fun. They do a lot of the different things at the game now and stuff. It, it was fun. Yeah. It was a good time. So y'all saying Tom Petty? <laughs> oh, that Tom Petty shit. Dude, that, same, that Tom Petty shit is insane. <laughs> I was like, yep, that's a classic. Won't back down. Because they, the, the, we, they do We Are The Boys. Uh-huh. And then they play Don't uh, Won't Back Down, but everybody breaks out their cell phones. Yeah, so it's the, the whole insane, the whole place is just lit up with cell phone lights. Uh, it was cool. And man. you just look around and it's just it's cool. I'm like, oh okay. Like, <laughs> this is pretty cool. <laughs> nice. All right, let's move on to the uh week two of the NCAA. And now it's a tradition now too, so yeah. they're they're keeping it for a while. Yeah. Good. Good. All right, so I'm just going to skim through the ranked teams like we always do. Uh, number number 16, TCU, is at SMU. I think we're in green that TCU is going to win. You never know how I can go with college football. We're just going to throw these games out there, and Kevin wanted to just add stuff. Yeah, add stuff. Uh, number, yeah. Number five, Wisconsin's at New Mexico. Or, yep. <laughs> or they're at – Wisconsin's going to run all over the place. Yeah. Number 18, Mississippi State, is at Kansas State. That's going to be a good game. Kansas State always gets that one game to where they win, where they're not supposed to win. Fair enough. Uh, number, yeah. Number 21, Michigan is at home against Western Michigan. They should be fuck, fuck, fuck all of Michigan. They should bounce back. <laughs> fuck West. Fuck regular. Screw <laughs> them all. Uh, number six, Oklahoma is at home versus UCLA. Oh. Uh, yeah. So Chip Kelly gets to go get crushed. Mm, yep. By people that are doing his system better than he does. <laughs> yeah. Number 12, Virginia Tell Tech. me it ain't the truth. Yeah. Tell me it ain't the truth. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Since no. Chip Kelly has left, who has ran Chip Kelly's offense better than anybody? Oklahoma. Got him. Number 12, Virginia Tech is at home versus William & Mary. Number 23, Oregon is at home against Portland State. Uh Let's see, Alabama's got a cupcake team against Arkansas State. Oh, here's a good one. Number three, Georgia at number 24, South Carolina. Ooh, good game. Yeah. Good game, and I wouldn't be surprised if South Carolina jumped up and bit them in the butt. Yeah. Because be Georgia game. looked a little looked a little shaky there in the beginning of their game. Yeah. But don't be surprised. You know Muschamp, he's got one way of beating Georgia. Mm-hmm. So don't be surprised if, if, if South Carolina gives them a scare. I still think Georgia wins, but South Carolina could scare the living dog mess out of them. Okay. You got Rutgers at number four, Ohio State. Ball State at number eight, Notre Dame. Uh, North Dakota at Don't number forget nine. number 25, Florida against Kentucky. I was getting there. 
<laughs> going for their 430th in a row against Kentucky. No, something like that. Uh, you're in a ballpark, right? <laughs> it's like it's been since 1986, I want to say. That they haven't lost to them somewhere around there. Yep. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. It's either eighty four, eighty six, and it's been a long time. You got uh, Will Greer and, and the number fourteen ranked West Virginia is at home against Johnston State. Uh, oh Lord, Penguins! Poor Penguins! Poor Penguins! My boy Nick should be excited for that one. <laughs> he always poor Penguins. Well, and he ain't gonna be excited for long. Uh, yeah, uh, number nineteen UCF. Uh, the national champs <clears throat> against South Carolina yep. State. <laughs> uh, number two, Miami, the U, yeah. uh, against Savannah State. Well, they'll get back on track. I'm not in personal quarterback, no. by the way. Uh, number two, Clemson is at uh, Texas A&M. That's, that's going to be a good game. That's a good game, yeah. It'll be, it, it's, for, it's Jimbo's first big game at Texas A&M, so we can see if he's – done anything different with them. I just think Clemson's a better football team. Yep. Clemson's got that their defensive line. Heck, they're going to send, what, four more guys off the defensive line than the NFL. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Have at have them, Clemson. <laughs> You're used to beating the crap out of Jimbo Fisher anyway. Go do it there, too. <laughs> Number 11, LSU is at home against Southeast Louisiana. And- they look really good, though. I'm, I'm, I was really impressed by, by LSU. Yeah. Week one, I was I was impressed. I knew Miami was a little suspect and was a little too big for their britches mm-hmm. after last year, and I also realized who their coach is. <laughs> so when they were playing LSU, I was like, LSU was going to get them. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I don't trust Miami. Number seven, Auburn is at Alabama State, and as Kevin mentioned before, number 25, Florida, is at home against Kentucky. Uh, yeah, we right. <laughs> uh, I think we, what, knocked four State out there ranking? Somebody, was I think so. I think we. I think we replaced Florida State. I think Florida State got knocked down. Yeah, and Florida State's playing Stanford. So, uh, for you FSU fans that listen, um, well, this is one of their good games to see if they can work the kinks out in their system because they need games like this. Yeah, them starting the year out against who they started it out against was not good for them trying to install a new offense and having a new coach and everything. It was not good. No. They needed to play a cupcake. If there was any time you want to play a cupcake to start the year, that was it. Yeah. Just like we did, where you're bringing in a new coach, you need to get a new system and stuff, implanted in and stuff, always start off with the cupcake to get that going. That's right. And it's like I said, when Florida plays Kentucky, if Florida beats Kentucky by 20, I think they'll be okay for the rest of the year. I think they'll be good. I think they'll do it good enough to get nine wins maybe. Only losing to like Georgia and maybe some other place along the line or a couple places along the line. But if this is a good litmus test to see if everything's going to work. If they can come out and they can beat Kentucky, especially after years of struggling against them uh-huh. to barely beat Kentucky, if they can come out and work Kentucky, then my hopes will be a little better for the rest of the year. So ask me Saturday or Sunday morning how I feel about the Gators. <laughs> And I'll be able to let you know why I'm watching the other football. <laughs> on game at 8 o'clock, you got number 13, Penn State, at Pitt. Should be a really yeah. good game, yeah. Um, and then you got number 17, USC, at number 10, Stanford. Ooh. Be a good game, too. 
Mm. But yeah, you got Penn State. You know, Pitt always gives one team. Pitt's like Washington State and all those guys. They always give somebody a fit. <laughs> yeah. It's so Pitt always gets somebody they're not supposed to get. Who is it? Pitt, Iowa. Yeah. That's another that always gets somebody that they're not supposed to get. And I'm pulling it out. But yeah, you, you got to look. Yep. All right. Um, and then number 20, Boise State, who's got the turnover thrown, not the turnover chain, whatever they do with that seat. That's pretty funny. Now, whatever. Is that UConn? Case. I guess, yeah, they got UConn uh, coming in the they town. They just made they just make up crap now. Yeah, I'm telling you. And then How about we have a turnover nap? How about that? <laughs> we take naps after every turnover. How about that? That sounds like life right there. That's yeah. what you just did. You had a turnover from five guys. Yes. And, yes. and it took a nap. Yes. Uh, crazy what a And after we get done, after we get done, I'm going to turn over. <laughs> I'm going to turn over to my side on the couch and I'm going to go to sleep. Sponsored by Balls in Our Court, man. Turnover nap. Boom. I like that. Yep, I turn right over and go to sleep. <laughs> Number five. I've heard you when you had a turnover nap, too. So. Yeah. Sometimes it's... It, it Sounds like a freight train coming uh, through. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm dreaming of lovely stuff, I think. And then the last ranked game is number 15, Michigan State at Arizona State. And, uh, yeah, we ranked up the ranked games and everything like that. So, yeah. yeah I think that should do. I think we're at like an hour. <laughs> yeah, we're somewhere right in there. Yeah. But let's go to the one thing that I just want to say a few words about. Go for it. I don't care. You know me as far as politics and all that junk goes. But look here. You idiots that are out there going, I'm going to cut up my Nike socks. I'm going to burn my Nike shoes. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Stop being ignorant to what's going on in the world and what's going on in the country and what's going on in your own backyard. Kaepernick didn't do anything wrong. Sure, he knelt for the national anthem, which I've stated many times. I don't have a problem with it. It's free country. He can do what he do. That's why... Guys like me and other people that I know support he, or that support what he did, not him per se, but what he did. That's why we have no problem with it because we fought for this country for not just one person's rights, but for everybody's rights. Right. And like I told you multiple times, the only problem I have with him doing that is afterwards what he did afterwards, wearing the police socks, wearing the shirt from that guy that's a communist, wearing the Fidel Castro shirt, wearing all this stuff. That's the only problem I have with Kaepernick. I have no problem with Nike using Kaepernick as their person. I have no Nike, no problem with Nike using who they use as their people. That is beyond me. That has nothing to do with me. Good on them. I'm still going to wear my Nikes. I'm not going to protest it. Just because I don't agree with some of the stuff he does, the main thing that everybody's bitching about, I full 100% wholeheartedly agree with what Colin Kaepernick did. If he wanted to kneel during the national anthem and bring something to light, good for him. He definitely did that. What I do have the problem with is the president of the United States segregating one complete part of the nation against another part of the nation. That is what I have the biggest problem against. 
Another thing I have the biggest problem against is automatically everybody is being lumped into different categories based on your race, creed, color, and all of that stuff. Because our president is making it where everybody thinks that just because you're this color or that color or this or that or do this or do that, you're automatically against them. Not every white person is against every black person. Not every black person is against every white person. Not every white or black person is against every every uh, Latin American person. Not every Latin American person is against everybody else. Not every person is against every person. The time to where we can come together and realize that we're not against each other in anything that goes on is the day we figure out what's going wrong in America. Me and you, you're a black dude, I'm a white dude. We've known each other for, what are we going on, 14 years? Yeah. Yeah, We've known each other this whole time. Do we have do we have things we disagree on? Sure, yeah. But do we not get over them by discussing, talking, doing every, whatever we had to do? Me and you got over stuff just based on talking. But now you have one person who's supposed to be ahead of a country that is supposed to be united. That's why they call us the United States of America and not somewhat United States of America. Right. We we take everything first off, we take everything too literal and too to heart by what goes on in corporations, in a sport, in anything like this. We have to learn to use our voices for the right and not use it for the wrong. We have to use we have to learn that just because a dude kneels for the national anthem doesn't mean he's disrespecting the flag. Doesn't mean he's disrespecting veterans. Doesn't mean he's disrespecting the military. Doesn't mean he's disrespecting anything. He literally knelt and was asked why he knelt and then he gave his explanation for why he knelt. But yet nothing was still done about his explanation of why he yelled. Sure, money was donated. He went out of his way to make a cause known. Donating money to his cause and everything. But guess what? Stuff is still happening in this world and in this country. Why? Because you got a guy sitting at the top of the mountain telling us that because these people knelt, they're unpatriotic. They, they don't care about America. They're spoiled. And what's the key word to use? He said they're all sons of bitches. This guy has separated the country into us thinking we have to burn our Nikes because they have a spokesman who is doing nothing but trying to get this point across by the only way on his platform that he knew how and wanted to get questions for it. And that's why he did it. He did it not because of the act, but because of the questions that would follow the act so it could draw attention to what we needed to be focused on. And yet we still have not focused on that issue. The only thing that we have focused on is still that he done it. Yeah. And this, the, all this stuff would have been kind of pushed to the wayside if the president of the United States 
wouldn't keep running his mouth about it. And then the more he runs his mouth, the more people get bent out of shape about it instead of just trying to discuss it and figure out the solution to what we need to be doing. And it kills me that people literally are burning shoes thinking that's going to get your point across. It's not going to get your point across. One, moron, you've already bought those shoes. Your money has already went to Nike. You're burning shoes that you already paid for. If you want to boycott Nike here, don't buy anymore. Don't be stupid and burn your shoes that you could be giving to people that you say are the main focus of your thing in the veterans and the military. You know how many veterans and military members and all this stuff, once they get out, they're on the streets. Go donate your Nikes to those people. Yes. Go give your time and the money to the people that you are sitting there and defending so hard that it, he, that's the reason why he knelt was to disrespect us. If that is your thing and if that is your cause and that is what you're going to bat with, then go and donate all that stuff that you say you want to burn and all this stuff. Go donate it to the people who need it. Go, go donate it to your, your, your uh, disabled veteran affairs. They'll give it to somebody who needs it. Yes. And I guarantee you that disabled veteran who doesn't have any shoes or doesn't have anything like that is going to appreciate those Nikes more than you appreciated it. But it kills me that we're at this point to where we even got to talk about stuff like this. Yep. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know what to think about things anymore. No. And, and, it's uh, just, it's just insane. It's insane that, it's insane that we have, that we as a nation have an, an alienated a culture. We have alienated the black culture and the black people in this country to where it seems like that they can't do anything anymore. Whether it gets pulled over by a cop, they have to worry what that cop is going to do to them. We can't even say anything to them because it's more of a struggle for them at this point in time than I think it has ever been even back when everything was desegregated Mm -hmm. because back then they knew it was coming back then it was it was there in their face now it's hidden now literally a black guy can't go around the corner knowing if that cop is going to do something or not Knowing if some idiot Trump person is going to do something or not. It is the scariest time for people of color in our country than it's ever been. Even way back when, when it was, some would say it's even worse. But for guys like your age and stuff that didn't have to go through this, this is a horrible, terrible time for the black community. And I hate that I'm witnessing it. Yeah. uh... And even watching... And even watching something that you pulled me on to go and watch, the LeBron show on HBO, where they talk about it, they are entirely true. And it's entirely right that it's hard being you guys. And from a white dude that's just that loves almost everybody. There's some people I hate, Michigan fans, Ohio State fans. Florida State fan, <laughs> Miami fan, 
Okay, but you get the point. Get the but point. as a guy, as a guy, that's just a dude. I don't consider myself. I know I'm white, but I don't consider myself of a color, creed, or anything. I like everybody from the bottom of my heart. I am sorry that the people of color have had to put up with this, and it just it hurts my heart that you guys have to do this. I know I've never had to put up with it. And I know I never had to put up with the scrutiny of being somebody else in this great country of ours. But I just want to apologize. I don't even know for who. But I'm, I'm sorry you guys have to put up with this. And I'm sorry for anybody listening that you guys have to put up with this on a daily basis. And I pray from the bottom of my heart that something eventually in this country comes about where you guys are no longer going to have to worry about this. And the reason I say it is I know we're coming up on 9-11, which for many people know is a hard hit day for me. And it's one of those days where I go into a solitude. I try to keep myself all day long and I just sit in silence and prayer almost all day long just because that's one of those days that still affects me to this day. But I want to say people didn't suffer on that day and we didn't do what we did afterwards and everything. For this to be happening to you guys and from the bottom of my heart i am sorry and that's for you for everybody of color that listens to the show and even just anybody out there that wants to take if, if i know it's coming from me so it don't mean about nothing but i'm literally sorry that you guys are having to put up with this nah. yeah. and if you have any nikes you want to get rid of i'll gladly take them <laughs> what's your size man because <laughs> i know cortez only wears adidas but I'm going so, I'm getting some yeah. hair and now just because of that. But uh, well put, Kevin. And I know you for like 14 years, and you've always been a stand-up dude. And, and uh, yeah, I know you apologize, but I know you don't need to do that. Cause you've always been well in everything that you do. So, but I just, I just think, yeah, from that that aspect, just kind of seeing the commercial and and um, it was it was it was highlighting like a lot of athletes, like Shaquem Griffin. It was highlighting. Well, that, some, and that's what I wanted to mention too. That dude, right there, if he doesn't scream to you what the African-American community has had to go through, just in his struggles with having one arm, that's the struggle that the African-American community has to go through as a people all the time. And look what this dude has done. He's went from having the, the hand taken away from him to now he is a starter. In the NFL. Yes. Going into his rookie year, he is a starter going into the NFL. If he's not an inspiration and a story to all of us, not just African-American, but to everybody in this country, then something is wrong with this country. Right. And that is what dude in the White House is trying to make it out to be, that it's us versus them. It's not us versus anybody. It's not anybody versus anybody. You're making it that way. Once you stop hating on something, then you're able to sit down, talk, and get stuff handled. But you don't want to handle anything. You want to sit there and talk. I mean, you don't want to sit there and talk and handle it. You want to just argue. Stop the arguing. Stop the hatred. Stop all this stupid crap. 
and let's get stuff straight in this country. But the bad part is we still got two more years of this crap to go on before we can start handling and before we start repairing. Yep. And uh, that's why I say I, I, I love the commercial. And um, I think, like I said, Calm means well. And, and he even asked, like, one of his teammates that was in the military was the right way to respect it because he sat down. Yeah, it was a veteran. He literally talked to a veteran and asked him, hey, I'm going to sit down for that. He said, don't sit on the bench. Go and kneel because kneeling pays the respect to if some if you see that one of your comrades has fallen, not comrade, one of your people have fallen, that, yeah, comrade, what the heck am I talking about? <laughs> but you, if you see if somebody has fallen, what do you do? You kneel next to them. Yep. You kneel next to them, make sure everything is okay. If you see something is hurting, you kneel next to it, letting it try to reassure that everything is okay. And that was the sign of respect that Colin was trying to pay. He was kneeling down because guess what? America is hurting. There's a community in America that is hurting. Yep. And this was the sign of respect that he was trying to show. He didn't do it because he hates the military or he hates the flag or he hates this. Here's a news flash. Donald Trump wasn't even president when he did it. Yeah. Yeah. He exactly. wasn't even president while you did it. So everybody trying to say that he did it because Donald Trump was president. You don't even know what you're talking about. And the only reason all of the NFL did it last year was because the president of the United States called them all sons of bitches. It was literally going away. This all the stuff. The talk was dying down from it until the president of the United States wanted to call everybody a son of bitch and said they should all be fired if they kneel for the national anthem. What do you think is going to happen? You're challenging when you say forward. something like that to a bunch of proud black men. What did you think was going to happen? People are going to rebel against that stuff. That's like telling me I can't do something. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, it's, it's, it's beyond <laughs> crazy because I stand for mili- the, the flag because I have family that's serving the military, friends that serve in the military. But to get to the certain part of the um, when they when we do say national, when they say land the free, I just I stop. I I just just. Do what I do. I put my hand down across my chest because, like I said, I just don't be like this land of fee anymore because there's a lot of stuff going on. It's just my little quiet <laughs> protest, but I stand up and, and still respect the national because I got friends and family that serve the military. And I always got respect for them. I always tell them, thank you for your service in the military. But I, I do believe that, you know, this this need to be open for discussion. And, and the thing I got mad about is that I see people burning shoes and clothes. And when I, I got, you can ask Kevin, I lived with him three years. I got a lot of clothes, but. I always donate clothes. I donate clothes. I do. And I just yeah. feel like, like, you know what? I donate clothes because there are people out there that doesn't have the clothes and shoes. So if I feel like that I'm not wearing these shoes or clothes anymore, that's the first thing I do. I go to a donating bank. I, I, I try to donate my clothes. I'm, I'm finna actually donate some shirts that I don't have to wear in Microsoft anymore. I just feel Yeah, like- and that's what we do. We, des- we, we donate to the Department of the Veteran Affairs. Yeah, and is this... Is we, give them, we give them all the clothes we got, and they go and do with it what they do with it. Right. And, and I was like, if you really find it that serious, go and donate to the cause that you're saying that they're disrespecting. Yep, and that's the thing. I'm, I'm like, like, it's that simple. It's that simple. But these idiots don't think of it that way. 
No. Because they've got this crap burned into their head by the guy that they elected president. And what did I tell you when he was going to be elected president? I said, it's going to get a lot worse yep. before it gets a lot better. Because that. all the idiots got who they want up there. And now they think they run the country, so they're going to run them up. And if you disagree with them, oh, hell. Right. And you've seen people that's wearing shirts like I rap you a Russian and a Democrat and all that stuff. It's like... Come on, man. Like, it's not supposed to be like that. But the main thing I'm trying to get to is that when you see stuff that you don't agree with, yes, you got the right to voice your opinion, but do the right thing. There's these nice pair of shoes that somebody can wear. Donate them. Yep. And, yep. I, of course, I put on, and that's why I hate posting stuff on Facebook because it gets political. And I post that part like, listen, I know y'all might not agree with Nike, this the con cabinet picture, but please, just if you're going to burn your stuff, donate it before you do it. And of course, one guy going there like, "What about him getting his millions?" And Marissa, one of my uh, um, friend's daughter, really just shut him down completely. He didn't come anymore. He was like, "Listen, he wasn't forcing this, and you know, he just got lucky because you know he was Nike was the one that was on board and saw what he was doing and believed it was a good message. That yeah, he got paid for it. He got lucky, but at the same time, he well, he was with Nike. He was with Nike from the get go. Yeah, exactly. Like so. before he even did anything, he was signed with Nike from the get go. Right. And Nike kept him. Nike's like, we're not going to get rid of you. We're going to keep you. Yeah. And lo and behold, nobody realized Nike dropped. Nike didn't drop him. So he's been making money from drop. How do you think he was able to donate his money to these charities? Exactly. How do you think he was able to go into the community and do stuff? Like, that's all the things about Colin that no one hears and no one sees because they don't want to go and do their due diligence. Right. And This dude was doing more for the community than you were. Exactly. And what Kevin said about the sauce, he was completely wrong. And I remember he went to the community the next day and was going to talk to police forces and, and grabbing communities together in the black community and in the minority community and, and trying yep. to, you know, he, he's going to these communities and donating money. So he is doing his part. He is doing his part. And um, so that's the thing I, I commend him on. So for him to do this commercial and say, you know what? Even if it costs sacrificing everything, believe in something. He believed in something he took the stand that he felt like he did research on. And I commend him for it because he's got a platform of people saying, oh, it's the wrong place to do it. But when he's going to do it? He's got to yeah, do it. when are you going to do it? It, 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 it? At home? Yeah. Like, he, he had the perfect platform to do it. He did it in the most non-disrespectful way. And what did I tell you after I saw it? Yeah. I was like, dude, I don't care you did it. I don't care that he did it. Do I agree with what he did and everything? I'm, I'm, I'm still on the fence about it. But do I understand why he did it? Yes. Do I, am I glad it brought eyes to his problem? Yes. And I was like, me personally, I'm not going to kneel for the national anthem because that's just me. Just like you. Just like you said. I'm not going to kneel for it. I'm not going to do anything for it. But I do I understand why he did it? Yes. Wholeheartedly, 100%. Stand behind the reason that he did it. Exactly. That's and I'm not going to have no problem if anybody else does it. Nope. And that's why I say as soon as you get to the lyrics of Land of the Free, I put my hand down. Yep. And I've always been like that when I go to Magic Games and even for Jazz Games, I went with Kevin. As soon as they say Land of the Free, I put my hand down over my chest. That's just what I do. Yep. And then it comes right back up for home and the break. Yep. <laughs> exactly. That's how I do it because I just like, it's not the Land of Free. Home of the Brave, definitely Home of the Brave. But I, I just listen. I, I and Kevin is right on on the nail with this. You know, this is things that we all we me and Kevin have been having relationship. We always 
have our podcast as a comedic relief. But, you know, the serious issues at hand where, you know, we're, you know, like he said, he, he, he's a white guy, but I don't see him as that because I've seen Kevin Zabra I've known for 14 years. He never has anything. He, he's got he's got a lot of missed friends if you know Kevin. Like, yeah, that's Hispanic, what, and that's what I try to tell people. So, like, you got guys I've known for years like you, John, y'all are my brothers. Yep. Y'all are literally like my brothers. I tell you guys more stuff than I even tell my mom and them. I was like, because you guys are my, you guys are my family. And I'm like, because of something stupid, I'm not going to lose my family. Mm-hmm. I will sit there and talk it out before I lose my family. Yep. And that's what's happening in our country. We're losing our family because we're not sitting there and we're not talking about our problems and hashing it out and getting everything out in the open and getting it out of the way. Yep. So literally parts of our family are leaving because... We don't have the right mind nor the right leadership to go out, talk it through, and get everything handled. And therein lies the problem. Yep. And I, like I said, I commend Concavity on the ad, Nike on the ad. And, and uh, like I said, hopefully with all this rebuttal, that there's discussion, it, it needs to go on. Like, even though there's arguing right now, but we need to argue to get to the discussion and start talking. But mm-hmm. it just we, we need to realize that, you know, listen to each other and, and hear each other out from these different mm-hmm. points where we can come it to is a, better, a solution. It is better to argue and start a discussion than to not discard a discussion at all. Yep. Warm center. It is better if you sit there and you want to yell back and forth at least – there's a discussion going. Then the discussion will go eventually from yelling to ten civilized talk. Yep. And until that happens, we're effed. Yeah, right yeah. in the beat. Sounds about right. All right. Uh, I know we're going this all day. Sorry, I had to get all political. Well, it wasn't really political. No. It was just, this is just how I feel upon the whole thing. And I know we get a lot of perspective from the athletes, black guys, and everything like that. But it's always good to get, like, I know a lot of your friends and stuff listening to it, and now they get the perspective of a veteran who's a white guy. Who that, That's, I'm just showing the different perspective of a white person that you haven't heard lately. Exactly. Because usually when you see the perspective of the white community, it's siding with the idiot. Yeah. And... I'm one of those complete opposites of I'm not going to side with him on something like this. This is not, this is more about this than race, creed, or color. This is about humanity and about people. Exactly. And we just need to understand that no matter what color we are, we still people. And we still are American people. And we need to be treated as such, no matter who we are. That's right. Well put, Kevin. I will say well put. You know, one discussion that we got to have, and I'm glad you brought it up. I try. <laughs> All right, anything else we going to add? We good here? <laughs> I just figured it was a good time to add that. That way we could, we could end it on that note. For sure. All right, well, uh, make sure y'all stay tuned for me and Kevin during the week. We'll be doing all these weekly recaps and stuff like that. Football is back in full effect, and – uh, now that Cortez is off on Fridays. Yes, I'm off on Fridays and everything like that. It's as long as he don't go get Whataburger every Friday and take a nap, we'll be all right. <laughs> We're good, man. I, um, 
Yeah, so one of my buddies hit me up like, "Hell, man, we gotta hang out, man." I'm like, "Yeah, we got like, nah, I gotta do a podcast first, man." So, Kevin, I said, "Well, at least you got your priorities right now. We can get back at this." I got them straight, so I gotta do my podcast first. So you know, I promise. After them long hiatuses, yes, we took. So you know, October is always a fun month for us because it's busy sports, baseball. And football's getting the gear. Basketball's gonna be coming around, so it's gonna be oh busy, yay, busy, busy. oh <laughs> nah, no, yay, yay for me, but yay for you. So nah, it's your yay. Hey, opening game. Look in the tickets. All right, we'll do. Uh, we'll look in because tickets. I know who the Magic are playing opening game in Orlando. So the fourth time in a row. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm getting sick and tired. Of, of, of Miami. I know, and, and the thing is, I know the Heat fans get sick. Man, we see y'all every year we open, man. Can we do something different, please? No, but it's cool. No yeah, can we, can we can we go on the road somewhere yes. else besides Orlando? Something, man. Like, we see this every year for the last four years. Like, we get sick of seeing Miami. I'm sure Miami gets sick of seeing Orlando. Have they literally opened the year in Orlando the last four years in a yes, row? Yes, they have. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, they have, literally. It's been like that for the last, like, three years or something like that. I know it's been like that, so. Jeez. I know. It's crazy. All right, so follow the podcast page at Balls Not Court. You can follow me at In The Mind of CP. Kevin C. 2415. We're on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Windows, Google Play, and many other sites as well. You can also go to our Facebook and type in Balls Not Court Podcast. Give us a like, shout there. Uh, we are also got stuff on Anchor that we're going to be doing for that Thursday games because I work Thursdays and we can stand and do our little picks. So now Kevin, you know, is a uh, – is a guru in operating the Anchor app. You know. Yeah, I just push the button. <laughs> so simple <laughs> enough. So plus Scott's Limited Radio Sports Talk. You can check out the podcast and many other wonderful content at stlrmedia.com or download the app in your mobile app store. So, uh, yeah, that's it for us, man. Uh, and make sure to go check out our friends over at the Deep Sports Podcast. Uh, Mr. Matt Barnes, he'll be joining us occasionally throughout the football season yes. so keep listening i'll be on their show pretty soon and i know he's going to get a hold of cortez to do some technical stuff with cortez so yeah. i told him to get a hold of you and you'll be able to help him out with whatever so we'll be doing bunches and bunches and bunches of joint ventures with those guys so keep an eye out for both of us should be fun yes yeah, so if i ain't got nothing else to add i'm speaking for kevin carter's cortez paul Ball, my court podcast ladies and gentlemen enjoy the rest of your friday afternoon football and enjoy your football weekend <laughs> <laughs>